0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You, Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Today is Thursday, March 14, 2019, and today we're reading from the Big Book, and we are currently on page 13, the third paragraph. Uh, It starts, my schoolmate visited me, and we're just going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have Kathy R. on the 12 steps and Allison E. on the 12 traditions, And the readers of the text are Renee A, Kelly S, and Nadia B. The share ID for yesterday, March 13, 2019, for the 7 a.m. meeting, that's 12,652. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 12,657. And again, the newcomer greeter, Jason K. and Jen A., is going to host us for the second hour. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting for our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Let me now ask Kathy
1: R. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kathy. Kathy, press star one if you would. Kathy, we can't hear you. If you could press star one, that would be great. Well, we still can't hear Kathy, at least I can't,
0: and I always have voices in my head anyway.
2: It's Naomi, Larry. If you want me to read the 12 steps, I will. I'm right here.
0: Thanks, Naomi. Appreciate that. Sure.
2: <clears throat> okay. Thank you. One, We. Oh, this is Naomi B. Good morning, family. Um, one, we admitted we we're powerless over food, and our, and our lives have become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand Him. 4. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through, excuse me, sought through, Prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Well, that's nice. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Naomi. Okay, now I I would uh, let me ask Allison E to read the twelve traditions. Good morning, Allison.
3: Hi, good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. Good morning. This is Allison E., Compulsive Overeater from New York. The Twelve Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are by trusted servants. They do not govern. Six, an OA group are never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8 Overreaders anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OAS might never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overread is anonymous, has no opinion issues, hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Relations policy and You always maintain personal anonymity.
1: At the level of cross video, films, television, and other editions. Our a person service
0: Thanks so much, Renee. Okay. Here's how this meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, except for Harlan, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. So today we resume our study of the Big Book, and we are currently on page 13. Renee is going to read the third paragraph only. It starts, My Schoolmate Visited Me. And so I will now ask Renee A. to um, begin reading. Good morning, Renee.
4: Good morning, Larry. Good morning, all. Renee, a recovered compulsive overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My schoolmate visited me, and I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiencies. We made a list of people I had hurt or toward whom I felt resentment. I expressed my entire willingness to approach these individuals, admitting my wrong. Never was I to be critical of them. I was to write all such matters to the utmost of my ability. Um, So I think there's a couple of things I'd like to share on this paragraph. I think, first of all, you know this is the the seeds of of what for us would be steps 4 and 5 and then 8 and 9 and um you know i i love reading this and i love thinking back about my uh you know my uh inventories and uh the amends that i've made and let me tell you there was a lot of amends that needed to be made um you know i am just really uh not a good person in my disease and um you know, I owed a lot of amends, but I will say that I, I began to really feel the power of God work in my life after I finished my first uh, inventory and took responsibility for those things that were mine. And then um, as I began to go through that amends process, um, you know, it was amazing Um I mean, it repaired a lot of my relationships, some of them it didn't repair, but it gave me that feeling of having a clean slate uh, and a fresh start, and, um, you know, I was so, so grateful for that. That, you know, those steps uh, were the first place that I really, really felt God come in and begin to work in my life. Um, The other thing I think is interesting about this is, you know, Bill is still in the hospital and, uh, you know, he's going through these steps really, really quickly. Um, This last time around when I got into vision, I decided to do things a little bit differently. And, um, you know, my sponsor and I uh decided that we would work through the steps quickly because again we're we're guaranteed that neutrality in step ten, but that that's contingent on us doing those first nine steps thoroughly and so, what I did this time around is i I worked through the steps really, really quickly, and you know it was it it really was a much better experience for me, and I felt like I got to that neutrality a lot quicker. Um, I had, in the past, had, you know, taken months or, you know, a year maybe to work through the steps, and uh, so this time we decided to change it up, and it was a really, really good change for me. Again, I know that that's a very personal thing. Um, You know, there are people on the line who have worked that program all different ways, but for me, quicker was better, Um, and, uh, you know, just to get to those Step 10 promises. So um, I'm glad to be with you all today. I hope you all have a
0: great day. And uh, I pass, thanks. Thanks so much, Renee, for getting us started. Okay, so we're reading from page 13 and Renee read the third paragraph starting with my schoolmate. So um, if you haven't shared in the first hour for the past day or so, we'll uh, I'll go ahead and take names.
1: Who would like to share?
5: Nessa, Nessa R. Nessa? Leslie W. Katie G. from Boston.
1: Katie. Katie F. Katie F. Anybody else? Peggy H. from Arizona. Peggy. Okay. Maybe one more. Or not. Okay, well, let's. Here's here's our list. We have uh, Nessa, Leslie, Katie G, Katie F,
0: and Peggy H. Nessa, good morning. Would you get us started? Thank
6: you. Good morning, vision for you. My name is Nessa R, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And I want to share about my experience with steps um, four and five because um, they change the way I feel about myself, and they also shape the way I sponsor. I find for myself, you know, I, I I would hear in the rooms, um, you know, a lot of forewarning, uh, and trepidation about step four and how everybody did not look forward to step four and it was such a scary step, et cetera. And I found from my own experience that I what I was afraid of was not step four, but step five. You know, I had I I, I wasn't concerned about step four because I knew what I had done. I knew the way I felt. Um, for the most part, um, I was very concerned about disclosing all that to another person, um, because of self seeking, you know, what would they think of me if you're going to confirm that I am a horrible individual, a, a disgusting human being. And, um, you know, when I went to step five, uh, with my current sponsor, um, the most valuable thing, I mean, she said a lot of valuable things. She taught me a lot and continues to teach me a lot. But I think the most valuable thing that she said to me was, me too. And that just lifted a huge weight off of my shoulders because I thought nobody felt this way, like these petty feelings, these nasty feelings, these disgusting feelings. Nobody had done what I had done. And when she said me too, I, I just felt like, Wow, you know, like I'm not so bad after all, you know, because if a person that I look up to, who has what I want, in whom um, the problem has been solved, can say me too, then you know what? Like I'm okay, and um, you know that gave me a valuable lesson too as I sponsor, which is the the um, the tool of not only sympathy but empathy you know, to disclose vulnerability to, to my own sponsors and, and tell them, you know, I relate to you because um, I, have, I have been where you've been. I've done what you've done. I've felt what you've felt. And it creates an incredible bond, not only of, of, of safety and security in sharing our, like, innermost secrets, but also the fact that there is hope that we can get better, that we can improve as people, that we can become um, people, um, human beings that we can be proud of. Because I wasn't proud of myself. I was disgusted with myself. I had no respect for myself. But that me too really changed my perspective, you know, um, 180 degrees. And I continue to do that with people I speak to, not only on seats, but anybody whom I speak to on the phone to let them know, but hey, you're like me and I'm like you. Um, and, uh, you know, we are going to be okay. And, uh, anyhow, with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa. Okay, we have Leslie followed by Katie G. Leslie, Please. good morning.
5: Larry, good morning. How are you? Good Thank you for your good. service. Um, this is Leslie Debbie, you from Tennessee. And I love this paragraph. Um, it's kind of like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nine all rolled into one. You know, I I love that he says I expressed my entire willingness to approach these individuals. I, for one, don't know that I could say when I was finished with my step five that I had entire willingness to approach these individuals. And I surely am glad that my sponsor did not tell me that I would need to make amends to the people, to every person on my resentment list. Otherwise, I might have... Um, altered my fourth step a little bit. But what what I also see here is never was I to be critical of them. Um, I had to make an amends to my sister twice because the first amends I made was a half-hearted amends. Um, and I, I may not have said to her critical things. But I can guarantee you that I was thinking them. I really hadn't fully, fully, fully forgiven um um if you you know, my sister. Um and I had really not done enough work to see my part in that resentment. Um I just wanted to check the box, you know. I'm I'm an addict. I want what I want and I want it now. Um, I want to fly through these steps and get on with my life. But that's not the way it works. Uh at least that's not the way it worked for me. Um and I I had some more humbling to do, I had some more honesty to do, I had some more um resentment to mull over before I was I had some more misery to feel until I was ready to make another amends to my sister, and um, didn't want to make another amends, didn't want to put my sister on that fourth step, but you know what? If if I still have a resentment, for me, like, if I still have a resentment, then there's still, still an amends to be made somehow. Um, and so the second time I went back to her, it was much different. And, you know, I did not have critical tone in my head, and I was able to really, I felt the nearness of my creator after that phone call, after that discussion that I had with her, and, you know, I I love that this book lays it out so clearly what we're supposed to do, because I need to be told what I'm supposed to do. Otherwise, I'm just going to make up my own story in my head, and it's never going to, it's never going to get resolved. So, thank God for you guys and for sponsors and for this program that I passed.
0: Thanks, Leslie. Okay, we have Katie G, followed by Katie S.
7: Hey, Katie. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G recovered, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. Yeah, I mean, I had to learn what this was not. Prior to coming into program, I apologized a lot because i felt insecure and i wanted to apologize so that you would like me and um i never changed my behavior and there's a really big difference between amends and an apology i mean amends are a changed person right like i can't say i regret my behavior for yelling and then yell at you or i can but the thing is there are nine steps that lead us before the sponsor lets us out of the house to start approaching other people that teach me the exact nature of my wrongs, right? That teach me it's not my part. It's it's I, I resolutely search for my own mistakes. I go to the other side of the courtroom, and I say without like disregarding you, how was I as a daughter-in-law? How was I as a wife? Well, not so good. And um, thank you God, you know, as a recovered woman today, I, I like the effect produced by God, and I continue to go through, through one through nine, and um. I recently approached uh, my mother-in-law, but I wasn't ready, but God said I was. <laughs> um, we had a really hard experience because of my emotional sobriety or lack thereof. And I went to her and I said, I regret my behavior. I have, been, I have blocked you from my daughter. And I got to sit there and um, have her tell me what it was like to be in relationship with me and my daughter as I didn't allow her to hold my daughter as I um, and I couldn't criticize her. Like I couldn't go to her and say, gee, I, I'm sorry, I, I was wrong that I did this, but no, 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 there's no but, you know, this is about me and my fears and my insecurities. And then I was, I, I sat there and she expressed to me how much pain I had caused her and And I said to her, "It is my job to set this right, to be a channel of love between for for you to love my daughter, and that is my job and um it's this is like making amends is the big wigs like if you're sitting there in the food right now, don't worry about it. don't go out there and start apologizing because then you're going to have to make amends for your amends for your amends man i um you know I had another amend and uh i thought i was going in to make an amend to my sister-in-law for one thing and let me tell you she had a lot to inform me about what i was making an amend to so i i have to have that god consciousness i have to be entirely abstinent and i have to know like how to shut my mouth right god sit on my tongue and let me sit here and um not criticize and not make excuses but truly say i regret my behavior i was wrong how can i set this right because i'll just wrap up with this What's vital about these steps, especially with amend work, there are a few parts in the book that it promises me I'm going to eat again, and amend is one of them. I've got to do all of them, not just some, all of them. It's like entire abstinence, and uh, I'm grateful to be with you all for another day, and with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Katie. Okay, we have Katie F. followed by Peggy H. Katie, thanks for all the service you do for this meeting. You're up.
8: Thank you. Good morning, Larry. KDF, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiency. And you know, I came into this program for a couple. I think I only went to one meeting when I was 14 years old, and just left thinking it was a joke. And um, I certainly didn't need it. Came back when I was 21, and thought I had fully embraced the program. Um, got abstinent, got a sponsor, started doing the steps and wrote an inventory, which was basically just my, like my life history. And I, um, I don't know why I didn't give it to my sponsor, I guess cause she was married and had a little child and couldn't meet me at a different time. So I gave it to this other person
9: and, um,
8: we met at the church where our meeting was and she said, okay, you have 20 minutes cause I need to be home in time to watch Roseanne or I don't know what show it was back in 1981 that she, meets, I don't think it was Roseanne. Anyway, whatever it was, she gave me 20 minutes. And, you know, I basically got nothing out of that. And, um, you know, so needless to say, I ended up back in the food. I had to do another fourth step later. And, you know, I was always willing to do um whatever it took but you know it wasn't until i fully put the food down completely and um worked these steps with my whole heart as other people have shared and you know i hate to be the bearer of bad news but you know whether you've been abstinent and done the steps once or you know i've done the steps many many times in abstinence it's still um life just doesn't You know, there's not this um, goal line that you're running through the finish line with a banner when you get to steps 10, 11, and 12. You know, there's been all kinds of situations in my life where I have had to go back and, you know, do a, uh, you know, thorough fourth step on, you know, when my father died. I had to really look at that. And when, um, you know, all these different things that have happened in my life. But, you know, the good news is is I haven't had to go back to the food in order to hit um, different bottoms emotionally and spiritually because, you know, we need to continue to grow. We just keep growing, and sometimes that means a little bit of, a, you know, falling backwards um, emotionally where I'm like, hey, you know, I need to step it up here. I need to dig deeper. I need to seek further with my um you know, the religion of my choice and all these things are said in this book that, you know, we don't just rest on our laurels and say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm now just the one who takes everybody's 10th step and, you know, I'm just um, fine. Thanks. No, I have a network of people and I'll wrap up, Larry, who know me inside and out. And I'm going through a very difficult time right now. I was, my mother's on hospice and she's not going to make it. I mean, this is it. This is the end. And you know what? I called my sponsor. I sent a text and copied it and sent it to, you know, 10 people, and I have all the support I need. And God willing, I don't need to make any more amends to my mother. I have a clean slate with her, and that's because of this program. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Katie. Okay, we have Peggy H., and then we'll open it up. Good morning, Peggy.
10: Hi, um, this is Peggy H. from Arizona. Thank you, Larry, and thank you, everybody, for being here this morning. And um, I just want to, um, first of all, thank the Vision for You people, whoever decided to um, make some changes with the way that sharing is um, accomplished each day, because until i started hearing that um you know if you haven't shared in the last 24 hours and whatnot i wasn't i was feeling rather intimidated to share um but um just having that opportunity and um, has encouraged me to step out a little bit so thank you for that um something that kdf um quite a few things that kdf just shared um i so appreciate And all the shares, but I find it kind of um, humorous from my higher power that she went right before me because um, it kind of helped me to go ahead and be honest that, um, you know, it's normal to go through times even as a recovered compulsive overeater um, that I'm going to have these you know, familiar feelings, again, that I had before I found program. Um, Granted, they're on a, you know, a different playing field. Thank God they're on a recovered playing field. So that makes all the difference in the world, but I'm still human, and I'm still going to, you know, find myself in positions where I'm not wanting to take full responsibility. I'm wanting to... Um, criticize others and see what percentage they have in the whole situation and um I've been finding myself in that in that place recently um where I'm kind of flipping back into you know wanting to kind of i don't know do some tally marks, you know, okay, well, I'm wrong here, I'm wrong here, but you're wrong there and and um and it's been showing itself in food thoughts. I'm, I'm now starting to see the, I'm now starting to connect the dots, you know, about, hey, what's been going on with me what's with dots lately? Um, so it's so relieving to um, to come to the fountain of truth um, and to be reminded and take it straight. And um, this one line here, never was I to, um, to criticize others. Now I can't find it, but you know which one I'm referring to. Um. Oh, gosh, like (laughs) that's so tricky for me, but it's so ingenious of divine providence to put that in there because I would not, I just simply would not live by that precept if I didn't have to to stay out of the food. I, I'm just not altruistic that way. And my ego even gets bothered by that because I want to be altruistic that way just for my own gratification but clearly I can't do that Um, my mind will always go to wanting to see the other person's part in it as I evaluate my part in it and um, I can't do that and the only reason I can't do that for this you know addict is because otherwise I'll be back in the food and that's my bottom line that's my okay if that's what it has to be if that's you know, that's what addiction has to spell out for me, that I can't do this out of altruism. I'm going to just do it because I have to stay out of the food. So be it. And then I get the gifts of um, of what God has to give me. But just very clever, very clever of my higher power. And so thank you all. Um, with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Peggy, for your share. Okay, we're on uh, page 13, the third paragraph. Who else would like to share?
11: Elise N., F. Kelly El-
0: was it? Alana? Yeah. Elise, Elise, N. Elise I got N. N. Kelly, Alana, uh-huh. Melissa. Fran. Fran. How about one more? Or not? We got Elise, Kelly, Alana, Melissa, and Fran. Well. Okay, let's go with that. Elise, good morning. Your turn.
12: Good morning. Thank you for your service. Um okay, I am a real retread. I've been in program 30 years um
1: and Elise, you we we lost you there. Can you press star 1 again? Sometimes we do that to trip you up.
0: We'll mute you out. Just press star Hello. 1 again. Hello, good there you okay are. good morning, good
12: morning, okay, thank you for your service um I'm a retread I've been in program thirty years, and I was in relapse and I've just been taken through the steps um but it was I did not find even though I had less people to um you know go to to make amends this time. I did not find it easier um but I I did find it rewarding um, simply because I got it done. Um, I didn't have any bad reactions. I didn't, sometimes I didn't have any reactions. Um, but uh, part of it was because I didn't really feel like I had any major amends to make because, except to my children who when i'm eating i upset them um and my parents but i don't live with my parents and so i what has happened in program and uh is that over the years um i have um really learned how to deal with my relationship with my parents um with my children emotionally and I have less amends to make. I try to, you know, act in a act in a way that's recovered and not have amends to make. But the thing that's really helping me um to stay recovered is that is that I have someone at night in the program. I have an, what I call an 11 step buddy and there's a there's an app online that's t- called my spiritual toolkit and it It'll say, like, was I resentful, was I frightened, was, you know, was, was I resentful, was I selfish, was I afraid, was I dishonest, and it has just a series of questions to ask myself if I need to let go of a resentment, I do, if I need to make an amends, I do, and I keep up with um, my spiritual, and I have a sponsee, I don't have, maybe more than one, I'm not sure she's going to call today, but I have you know, I'm just starting on the sponsorship, so I'm not resting on my laurels. I'm going to a meeting and I'm doing the sponsorship and the service and I'm continuing to, continuing with my, um, you know, watching for any amends that I have to make. And I really think that was what was lacking the last time I went through the steps and, and I didn't do that, and I ended up back in the food because I would eat over my emotions. And now I don't do that. But um, I'm so grateful. Um, I miss my sponsor. She had surgery, and I haven't been able to talk to her for a couple of days. And uh, I'm so glad I got a text that she's doing okay yesterday. And I'm grateful that everyone is here, and you all should have a great day.
0: Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Elise. All right, let's head over to uh, where the wind keeps sweeping down the plane. Kelly, good morning, Kelly Hey,
13: Larry. Thank you, Kelly S. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is sweeping. It's like 55-mile-per-hour wind. It sucks. Anyway, (laughs) glad to be on the line today. Um, And really wanted to share on this because, as somebody shared earlier, who I love dearly, the Big Book promises us that if we don't make these amends, we will eat again. And that's been my history. And, um, you know, been around these rooms for a while, as you guys know, for 30-something years. And uh, i got to tell you guys, I thought I worked the steps, but I never made direct amends to people, which is crazy when you think about it. But I answered a bunch of questions out of a book, right? So I thought I did it. Um, so anyway, I think it's super important here that, you know, he uh, had entire willingness, and I know we'll talk about willingness is overrated. But you know, what? it has to start here, and it even Bill even says that you have to have entire willingness. But the problem is that that I always had was I didn't follow it up with action, and uh, so you know he had to write all such matters to the utmost of his ability. And I know that you know it's like that forgiveness thing, and if I don't have that forgiveness to go to those people that I, I understand, I can't make the uh, the appropriate amends I need to make. So I know I need to back up to six and seven, you know, and, and ask my higher power to soften my heart and, and to see these people as spiritually sick so I can. And um, so the thing here, right, uh, all such matters, again, somebody else shared, is that means changing my behavior. I grew up in an alcoholic, abu- uh, emotionally abusive home where somebody made uh, apologies to me constantly. And even as a little girl, I was like, how do they keep doing it? You know. So what this program is teaching me is, I go to these people, you know, and I make amends for my behavior, and then I change. You know, I I have to be this uh, recovered person this program talks about. And and um, my sponsor one time I was like, well, you know, I knew I needed to make amends to my spouse. I, you know, was pissed. I, you know, I saw where I got the ball rolling. I knew that. <clears throat> I needed to apologize and change and blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying to her, well, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to do it yet. I know I need to, but I don't have forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, are you a recovered woman or not? Are you going to be this person, this spiritually fit person or not? Are you going to be example of recovery? And that just hit me. Am I going to be this recovered woman or not? And um, so I have to do the work to get these results and you know yes i have to have entire willingness but i have to take action i have to go to these people because i don't want to go back and today i'm willing to do these you know i did these amends but i get to i get to do these amends almost daily you know um sometimes not as often, some weeks I don't have too many, but you know what? It's a process, and I'll wrap up with this. You know, I was in this program. I'm 56 years old. I've only been a recovered woman for four years, and it's quite an ego to think that I'm not going to still have amends sometimes on a daily basis. I get reminded of that, so I don't think I'm so spiritually fit that I tell myself that. My sponsor and you guys remind me of that. So glad to be here, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Larry.
1: Thanks, Kelly. Okay, we have Alana followed by Melissa. Good morning, Alana. Lana, we can hear you. If you press star
0: one, we might be able to hear you.
11: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you could. There you
0: are. (laughs) I can hear you now. (laughs) Hi.
11: Thank you all for your service. Thank you for adding the fun and the humor, Larry. Um, Yeah, so steps four and five. Um, I always like to say there are God-given problems and man-made problems, and man-made problems always feel so much worse because the God-given problems, there's just nothing you can do but have acceptance and realize it must be for the best and whatever it is, it is. So whatever that means, um, whether you lose a job or sickness or whatever, there's, acceptance comes in pretty quickly. But when you have impaired relationships, And really, when you're messing up, when you keep living the way you know God would want you to be living, there's just no worse feeling with that shame and that regret and that remorse and that guilt. And that's what's so beautiful about this program. You know, really, if you came for the vanity, stay for the sanity because the best feeling in the world is to be able to look at yourself in the mirror every day and feel good about who you are and what you're doing and to feel that you're serving God today and you're doing the best you can. Um, and for me, the step four process, because I was such a people pleaser, I didn't even have a lot of strife externally with anyone, but internally, um, I wasn't behaving the way I should, and it, it's very, um, it's something that has to be looked at really closely, and the fact that I I was able to then in my fourth step and today on a daily basis to really look at my motivations and my behaviors, my self-pity, my selfishness. And to, what was so important to me in the process was the living amends. Um, so yeah, I, I might have come to a person and admitted what I did wrong, but I think what's more important is moving forward, um, getting out of those cycles and those patterns I found in the four step, whether it was selfishness or or um, self pity or gossip or whatever I was doing wrong. Um, even in, in other areas of my life, like not just spending impulsively, that was a living amends, but discussing with my husband first whatever I'm purchasing. Um, I just feel like a new woman today, and I'm so grateful to all of you and to program. Thank you. With that, I passed. Thanks,
0: Alana. Okay, we have Melissa followed by Fran. Just three months till summer break, Melissa. Three long months. Good morning. <laughs>
14: Good morning, Larry thanks Melissa. Melissa to see you' recovered pulse overeater in New York, and um yeah, just three months till summer break um, so what I really you know grabbed my mind this morning was that never to be critical because um it's really critical, and that's you know that's my critical nature that's that's one of my defects it's um I'm so smart, I see the wrongs of everybody else and you know, if you think putting the food down requires discipline and keeping it down requires daily discipline, so does seeing my part. Like that's, um, for me, that's even, I have to be even more disciplined to, 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 you know, ignore or set aside what the other person did or what I believe the other person's part in it is and focus only on my own. And you know what I found is, um, you know, if if an amends is too long, I'm retelling the story to the person I'm trying to apologize to. I'm trying to, you know, to excuse my poor behavior. You know, that's what I find. Like, if if the amends for me is too lengthy, um, I'm I'm doing one of two things. I'm either trying to convince the other person that they're really at fault. It's not really my, my doing. It was really them that caused it. Well I'm trying to convince myself, you know. And neither of those things actually give me the freedom that, um, that just owning my part does. You know, the only thing that I have any ability to change with God's loving help and mercy is me. It's my own behavior, my part. So, you know, the miraculous thing is I have made some amends to people that if you would have, like, given me the time of day, you would have heard everything my brother-in-law did wrong to me. You know, you would have heard all about it. You would have heard everything that my mother did. That You know, all these people in my life, um, and today I don't have that at all. Like, I, I really have love and forgiveness to them. And, you know, every time I made an amends and continue to make an amends that Hurts that I have to like swallow, you know, my pride and go with that open, loving heart. The freedom that I get in return is incredible, incredible. And we can't do it alone. You know, if left on my own, I would have gone to those people with excuses. And um,
0: thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, Fran, your turn. Good morning.
15: Good morning, Larry. This is Fran from Long Island. Um, I, I'm just uh, in awe of everything that I've heard, um, and just in awe of everything that's been happening, and that God has blessed me with. Last summer, I was um, working through my ninth step and, and making amends, and I and I had done uh, several and felt great re- relief from it. But I was holding on to one amends that I had to do to my sister, and uh, out of fear and. Just I I couldn't find the willingness. I I thought I was praying for the willingness to do it, and I was you know God struck and became willing all of a sudden and and ran into a gung ho and called her and tried to set up the amends, and she kept shooting me down. You know she you know she kept you know blowing me off. Oh I'll, uh, I'll give you a call when when I could meet with you and never did. And I prayed on it and I was so willing to do it. And during the same time I was listening to. Uh, previous podcast um, when we were reading <clears throat> Step Nine during the 7 o'clock meeting, which had been several uh, months before. And, you know, and I have to thank you, Larry, because I've, I, something that you said on one of those podcasts, of, you know, just a regular old day of the week, you said if you're going into an amends to get something from it and not become something from it, then you have the wrong motives, and it won't turn out right. And when I heard that, I want to get something from it, and I did. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I still, at the end, I was willing to do the amends, but at the end, I still wanted a relationship with my sister, and I was made to see that maybe that's not what was meant to be at the end of that amends. So I realized that, thank you, God, I was stopped in my tracks. by you know people, uh, people and God with skin, as they call it. I saw I had so many, and still have so many unresolved conflicts that I was not ready to make the amends. And even though I was officially in Step Nine, my God knew I was not ready to be put in that situation. And I thank I thank the the fellowship and my higher power for um, showing me how to live this program and not so much um, the way. I'm starting to say it's not my way, and sometimes it's not people's way either. It's God's way, and I just am so grateful, and thank you for letting me share.
0: Okay, thanks so much, Fran. I was muting myself out. Who else would like to share? Darian K. Darian? Perry C. Terry.
1: Maybe a couple more? Vasa O. Vasa O. How about one more? Oh, don't be shy. Amy G. Uh-huh. And Amy G, Last okay, let's R. stop. Oh. Let's stop
0: there. We'll we'll see where we're where we get. Okay, Darian, it's your turn. Good morning.
16: Oh, good morning, Larry. Um, this is Darian Kay in the Berkshires. I'm grateful for recovering compulsive overeater and food addict. And um, I had to share. <laughs> I'm sure some, one person is smiling out there. Um, perfect timing. Um, I just made my uh, final amends yesterday. Uh, and um, oh, my gosh. I had, you know, three people to talk to. You know, I've done the steps before, so... My list wasn't long, but three people and, you know, one person I thought, oh, gosh, I don't even know when it's going to happen. And then that person called me. <laughs> and, of course, that's God working, right? I mean, it was quite unusual um, timing. And, I, um, you know, I just felt compelled to um, get it done. And, boy, it was so good, so good. Um, and then, you know, I, I did one with my um, you know um partner and it was tough- it was tough um because I feel like the people we live with, um like people had mentioned, the living amends is like really what you're um sort of doing um because it's not just a sort of sorry uh and that's it. It's sort of like, okay, my behavior is going to change and I'm going to be a better person and I really will try. Um, and um, But that went well. And then yesterday I had my last one and I talked to someone and, oh, it was like, it, it was so wonderful. It was just a sponsor that I sort of dropped the ball with when I moved out this way and didn't didn't talk to her for a while and sort of never really ended our relationship. And Oh, she was just thrilled to know that I was still in program and and working the program and and you know doing well and so it was just oh my God, and she also had an aneurysm and she she had a you know a scare, and I was like, "Oh, thank you God, I had that opportunity to talk to this person, my gosh, um so you know, I just was jumping out of my skin, wanting to talk to people to let them know, and so here I am, letting you all know I survived and i Feel great about it, and moving on to step, you know, step ten, and and just ah, uh, just want to shout it through the rooftops that this program really works. So so grateful, and so grateful for all of you, and the wonderful pearls of wisdom that all of you have to share
17: every day. With that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Darian. Okay, we have Terry followed by Vasa. Good morning, Terry.
17: Good morning, Larry. Thank you. This is Terry C. Recovered compulsive overeater calling from New Jersey. And I heard so many good things this morning, and there were so many things. I just thought, oh, I, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me too. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything different. I, that, that sentence, never was I to be critical of them. This whole paragraph just reminds me of my purpose to love and to serve. And when I read that, never was I to be critical of them, I know that that's God leading me back to my purpose of loving. Because I heard someone say recently, the hardest thing for me to surrender is my judgment. And I so relate to that statement. Um, You know, I know that um, I'm supposed to right my wrongs and I'm supposed to be a loving and servant, a loving servant. And it's a difficult thing for me to do when I'm in my disease, I can't do it at all. And if I'm not working these steps, and even abstinently, if I'm not working these steps, um, I will still just be you know, into myself and not want to love anyone um, because my most important mission will be how to make myself happy. But whether it's talking about amends or not, never was I to be critical of them. Um, I love how someone on the line says, God's kids. And when she says that, I think of the fact that God loves all of us equally, no matter what. So who am I to judge? Because when I'm judging, I'm really in fear. And that fear is telling me I'm not enough. And when I'm not enough, I'm not aligned with God. I'm just thinking about self-reliance. So... um just had to weigh in. I didn't want to say anything in addition to that because all of it's already been said and I really thank the people who shared and the gut level honesty and with that, I will pass.
0: Thanks so much, Terry. Okay, we have Vasa followed by Amy G. Hey, Vasa, good morning.
9: Hey, good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful Recovery, possible. Vita, calling from Florida and uh, this is a good Topic. I remember, of course, I had needed to be abstinent. I learned that right from the beginning. My sponsor always said to me, if you're going to work the steps, you're going to be abstinent. And that was the first thing I worked on. It was the hardest thing I could ever do. But by the grace of God, I did it. And then I was ready to work the rest of the steps. And I remember coming to Step 8 and 9, and I remember thinking before I got to Step 8 or 9, I said, oh, I'm going to do this. This is going to be so embarrassing. It's going to be hard for me to do that. And my sponsor always said to me, you're not there, Vasa, yet on Step 8 or 9, so don't worry about it. Just stay with the steps where you are now. And then, yeah, God gave me the strength. God gave me the power. When I came to Step 8, I had a card. Uh, Index cards, and she told. I listed all the people that I felt I had hurt, and she said, "Just put plus or minus if you need to make amends or not." And we're gonna go over it. And of course, I met with her when I did the list, and we went through through it together. And she said, well, you don't have to make amends for this, for that, but you can you make amends for this and that, you know. So I thought I had to make amends to everything and everybody. And I took the most important people, you know, even the dead ones, you know, the live ones. I did face-to-face. I did by letters. I did with my brother. That was the best amends I made to my brother. He made amends to me, and we became the best friends till he died. And uh, so it was really a good experience. You know, I never felt like it was a negative thing. The only negative thing I received was from my daughter, and I've been in the in program for 33 years, and now she is in recovery herself. So she named all the things I did to her as a child. It really hurt because I had never known any of those things before but that's where she is she is where i was when i came in recovery myself and uh, i did make amends oh my goodness before we came to florida i made the biggest amends to her and uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know how she's gonna you know she's very cold very distant (laughs) and that's okay. My time is up, I'm sure. But anyways, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's a good experience, and some not so good experiences, but I'm not going into the food to make me feel better. I have to deal with life the way life is represented to me by my higher power. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thanks, Vasa. Najia, you'll be the second hour first person if you can hang out. Amy, can you wrap us up? Good morning, Amy
18: hey larry how are you i know i've only got a minute thank you so much for your service and everyone for such an awesome meeting um there's so much i wanted to say but let me just say here what the big book says at the best you know obviously we're talking about steps eight and nine and amends and what i found interesting in this sentence real quick was that he says people i had hurt or toward whom i felt resentment and as many have said, working with a sponsor is so critical because I found that in doing my inventory in four and five and then working on that amends list that quite often the people that I had hurt, I also had resentment towards and I had to really work through and make sure that I was never critical of them. For example, I had my sponsor say to me, you are never in your amends to say the word you. It was always going to be the word I. I was never even going to use the word you in my amends. So that was really helpful. But the big book says it's the best. Why do we do all this? I mean, remember, Bill has just said in the paragraph four that paragraph prior that he never drank. He didn't have to have another drink again. These inventory, these amends, this work, this step work is the solution here. And why do we do it? It says here on page 76, more about steps eight and nine we subjected we subjected ourselves to drastic self-appraisal now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past we attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves if we haven't will the will to do this we ask until it comes remember it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any length for victory over alcohol Notice how it says, our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves, not because of our drinking, because of our effort to run the life, our lives on self-will ourselves. And um, just so, so incredible, these steps and such transformative power. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Amy. Appreciate that. Okay, thank you to everyone who has shared uh, and joined us this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today is 12,659. That's for the 7 a.m. Eastern meeting, 12,659. And so now I'm gonna ask uh, Kelly S if you'd be kind enough Kelly to read the uh, page 164.
13: I would love to, Kelly S in Oklahoma.